Let's talk about autism and romantic relationships. If you guys enjoy watching videos bringing awareness to neurodivergency, ADHD, and autism, please give this video a like and subscribe to my channel to stay up to date for any new videos in the future. So I thought it would be interesting for me to come on here and talk about some of the patterns and characteristics I notice within myself when it comes to dating and romantic relationships. I've talked so many times about friendships and what friendships can be like, but I haven't really talked about romantic relationships and dating yet. So I thought it would be super interesting for me to come on here, talk about those four to five characteristics that I wrote down and see if anyone else out there with autism can relate to how having these sort of patterns as well. And of course, not all autistic people are the same. There are going to be people out there who are autistic and do not relate to the things that I've experienced and my own characteristics. This video is just for me to speak on how I tend to go about things so that others out there who can relate to me can have a safe space to feel less alone and resonate with another person. If you are enjoying this video so far, don't be afraid to donate by hitting that heart thanks button down below. Okay, so the first character characteristic that I really notice and is something I've noticed for a while now is that I tend to have a reverse honeymoon when I date someone new. And so what does this reverse honeymoon mean? I feel like when I think about the honeymoon phase, I think about you meet someone new, you're dating them, maybe you're even in a relationship. The beginning parts of knowing this person is very euphoric. It's very new, stimulating, and it's very enjoyable for the both of you. I feel like how we usually see relationships depicted is with this honeymoon phase. I don't know if it's like very normalized across the board, but I personally have never experienced this honeymoon phase. If anything, I feel like I have that reverse honeymoon phase where the beginning parts of meeting someone new, dating them, is the hardest part, I feel like. And let me explain why. When issues come up, I feel like people have a tendency to not address it immediately. We are kind of taught to try our best to self-regulate through it or maybe even vent about it to a friend or family member, but to not necessarily address it with the other person because I feel like we're not really taught to problem solve very well because it's seen as confrontational or it's seen as being critical of another person. And of course, when you're dating someone new, you don't don't want to make them feel like you're criticizing them or you're pointing out something that they're doing that is wrong or they're doing something that hurts you. You don't want to bring that negative energy to them right off the bat. And so we're kind of taught when issues come up in the beginning to keep putting them on a shelf somewhere and address it later on if it keeps becoming an issue. The problem with that is you're kind of building that resentment again and again, and it gets a little bit more intense every single time. And one day you're going to have a bad day and this goes for anyone this isn't just with autistic individual but i feel like one day you're not going to be having a good day or that resentment is going to be building up for a while now and it will blow up in another way of course not everyone is like this i think there are definitely probably people out there who are so well emotionally regulated that they are able to compartmentalize those issues put it on a bookshelf and then when the time finally comes they could bring it up later in a way that's very calm and they're able to 
address those issues with the other person in a calm manner. But most of the time, I feel like people are not like that because we're human and we're not perfect. A big part of my autism is that when something comes up in the moment and it's something that bothers me, it's something that I notice and I think is important, I don't really think it's helpful and I don't like to put that on the bookshelf and to compartmentalize for later to a certain extent. There are moments where I will do that because that very moment is not the right time to bring something up like that. And that's for my own discernment. When I'm kind of observing a situation and I'm working through my head, like, is this a good time to bring this up? Are we even gonna probably sort through this right now? Or should I save this for another time? But for the most part, I cannot compartmentalize when something happens in the moment and it's hurtful to me. I pretty much need to address it right away and talk it through with the other person. When I do this, I am not meaning to have an argument or confrontation or anything negative. I genuinely view it as a moment for me to be vulnerable, to be open, and for us to talk about this together with respect for one another in hopes of them understanding me and also for us to figure out a way to learn from the situation and improve moving forward so that I'm not continually getting hurt and they are aware of how their actions affect me. But because I feel like people are not used to this type of dynamic happening right off the bat in the beginning, and when I say in the beginning, I will say, Honestly, when I first meet someone new and I'm dating them consistently, this type of reverse honeymoon phase pretty much comes up within the first month of us being consistently talking to one another. That's when I have a good idea of what their patterns are, how certain things they do and say affect me, and that is a time where I could notice when it begins to happen in the moment, and that's when I really want to address it and talk about it. This could be very intense for another person to experience because one, they're not used to it, and two, we end up being a mirror of sorts to another person. If they're not ready to face that mirror and to have us reflect something back to them, that may not always be positive and amazing. It could be a very intense experience for them because they might not be ready for it and they might not have practice facing themselves in that mirror very often. That's actually something they might avoid, which is something I will get into when I go over the other traits. And so in the beginning, that might come across as, why am I having so many issues with Irene? Why are things just not smooth? She's already pointing out things that I'm doing wrong, or it seems like I'm never doing something right, or why do I always find us having these more serious conversations right off the bat? This is something I feel like would happen maybe two years into a relationship or so. I think it's important for me and those who relate to me to know that this is a pattern because I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I think it's important for us to be aware that this is how we like to connect to other people in romantic relationships. But what I want to say is a good positive outcome of having the reverse honeymoon phase is it sets right off the bat the expectation for honesty. And if you and the other person are actually really good at communicating and problem solving together, then it actually makes the relationship easier because it builds that vulnerable connection right off the bat. And it also gives you guys an opportunity to address 
potential issues before it's had a lot of time to get worse and worse. What that ultimately means is in the long term, if you guys do end up sticking together, the relationship actually gets easier with time and you guys actually understand each other a lot better in time and there's a lot more collaboration and overall more peaceful coexistence. And that's why I like to call this the reverse honeymoon phase is because the relationship with the other person was very difficult and had a lot of issues in the beginning, but it actually tapered off into a very peaceful existence near the end. That's something I've definitely noticed within myself. And before I knew that this was a pattern and before I knew I was autistic, I definitely didn't like that I was this way because I always thought to myself, why do I always sabotage relationships? Why do relationships always have to go wrong within the first few months because I'm so intense? And now that I have the diagnosis and I'm learning about my autism and reflecting on my relationships, I could really see that it's not a matter of me sabotaging relationships. It's a matter of me kind of fast forwarding a relationship's outcome that would have ultimately happened and played out anyways. Something that I've heard a lot from people that I've dated is that they have never opened up to another person the ways that they have opened up to me. And they've also told me many times before that they have never opened opened up to someone that quickly as they have to me. And I feel like this happens because I kind of command and create the space for another person to be vulnerable. That is something I need because that is how I learn about their patterns, who they are and why they do what they do. I feel like this creates a very intense experience because you are being very vulnerable with each other. You are being very honest. Sometimes I figure out I'm not compatible with someone and I'm the one to break it off. But in other times, I feel like the other person thinks the relationship is too intense, too vulnerable. And so they want to take a step back, distance themselves from me because it's too intense. Usually it's not because they wanna break off. It's usually because they wanna slow down and I'm the one to ultimately break it off because I don't want to slow things down or the other person ultimately figures out that the connection is way too intense and that is not something they're willing to do which is completely fine everyone is free to make their own decisions i feel like in the past i would look at people who have been in these long steady relationships like six plus years with someone i would look at them and feel very envious because i thought that those long-term relationships was indicative of how worthy they were as a person how well regulated they were and how good they were doing for themselves. That could be the case in some situations, but I come to realize that for the most part, a lot of the times people in long-term relationships are actually deeply unfulfilled and have a lot of resentment that they've carried over because in order to maintain peace with another person that they may not be compatible with, they had to really put themselves and their needs on the back burner in so many different instances. And over time what happens is they become numb to a certain extent all right so the next pattern that i noticed within myself is that breakups can feel very very excruciating to me and it's not necessarily because i miss the other person or i don't want the breakup to happen this one is something that i've been really reflecting on when i got diagnosed with the autism breakups have always felt so scary and intense 
And I could never really pinpoint why it was because sometimes I would feel that same intensity of overwhelm breaking up with someone that I didn't necessarily like at all or even enjoyed being with. Now that I'm diagnosed with the autism, I have come to realize that it's because breakups to me is change and change is what was so overwhelming. I think that this is really interesting to reflect on because I imagine that autistic people out there who resonate with me and resonate with that fear of breakup or fear of change can really understand how it feels to want to avoid a breakup because you don't want to deal with the change that comes with it and you don't want to deal with not just losing a person but losing the life that you've built and the experience of life that you've gotten used to with this other person in your life. I feel like being an autistic adult life is experienced so vividly because we are so sensitive with our sensory experience and when you are in a relationship with another person that is such an intimate and close relationship that shapes how you experience life in so many different ways you not only now have to think about losing this other person and the emotional weight of that but you also have to think about all the different ways your life now has to change with this person out of your life how are you your friendship's gonna feel different and change? How is your career going to feel different now? How is your personal life gonna feel different? How is dating or being single gonna feel like moving forward? And these are all such big changes that happens with a breakup, which could feel so sudden. There's no transitions usually when it comes to breakups. Usually when breakups happen, it's just a pretty big shift. And a lot of the times, because that is such a big change that happens so fast with no transitions, I think autistic individuals, at least speaking for myself, I may either try avoiding a breakup in general, or when you go through a breakup, you feel a very intense sense of anxiety that might send you into a spiral in other aspects of your life. I feel like breakups are really not fun for autistic people. And a lot of the times it's not even like an emotional experience. It could just be like a very deep sense of physical pain and discomfort with all these like familiarities now having to be ripped from under you. It's almost like you have to build a new life for yourself, which feels so scary, even though sometimes it could be such a beautiful experience. It's that initial breakup and getting used to the breakup, the factors that come with it, that is just so intense for us. And so my heart goes out to all my autistic viewers who have gone through hard breakups or are going through a breakup right now. I understand how difficult that time could be. Really take it easy on yourself and know that this too shall pass and how you are now as a single person or whether you're putting yourself back out there to date again that will become your new normal soon enough and you will get used to it and it won't feel this horrible much longer and kind of piggybacking on top of that concept I've noticed that when it comes to breakups what helps me as an autistic adult with breakups is having transitional points to lead up to an ultimate breakup so what does that mean I feel like in the past my experiences with breakups have been very very sudden and quick, which is usually kind of how breakups go. But with my last partner, we
we went through a transitional breakup that took many months that led up to an ultimate breakup. And this is the first time I tried this out. And this is also the first time I was diagnosed with autism within a relationship. And so I learned a lot of new things about how I tend to be within relationships and also what works best for me. And so what I came to realize is that when it comes to breaking up and knowing that you and another person are just not going to work out moving forward, there's no compromise that can happen and you both know you want to break up, it doesn't necessarily mean a breakup is going to be easy for you. And so with my ex-partner and I, what we did is we had multiple conversations about the breakup, what that would mean. And we had time to almost like emotionally and also physically detach from each other in these increments so that when the ultimate breakup did happen, it didn't feel as intense and as drastic as it may have in the past. And so it was a lot easier for me to cope with the changes that came with being single again. And it only really took me like two weeks of being somewhat depressed to finally get over that initial overwhelm and become used to my new normal, which was being single at the time. I feel like a lot of the times because of how autism is and because of the social deficits, we have a hard time masking. We have a hard time hiding things, lying, stuff like that. And so what that means is we tend to be very blunt. We tend to be very confrontational. We tend to be very brutally honest. And I've done this in the past. We can choose to mask within relationships to be less confrontational, less blunt, and more easily digestible. But what that means is we're constantly going to fight this specific type of burnout because you're not being your authentic self within a relationship. And you have to now operate in your relationship as if it was a job because you have to turn on that part of your brain that isn't natural to you. That isn't really sustainable for you to operate in that sort of way within a relationship. So how natural and authentic you are within the relationship is directly correlated with how good of a relationship the other person has to being honest with themselves. This is something that I think a lot of autistic people should look out for when we are dating someone else or dating in general. Is this person able to handle the truth? Is this person able to be honest with themselves? And how much do they hide from the truth? How much do they hide from their own truth? I feel like a lot of the time when someone isn't honest with themselves and when someone makes a conscious effort to hide from being honest with themselves and others, it's pretty safe to say that you probably wouldn't get along with them. Or if you do, it'll come at a cost to your own well-being and you will ultimately hit multiple burnouts, maybe even meltdowns and shutdowns. Whether or not you are compatible with someone, whether or not you see eye to eye with someone is one thing, but the baseline foundation that we need with another person person when it comes to relationships and honestly in friendships as well is how honest can they be to themselves because if they have a good relationship with honesty then you guys can kind of work through anything even if you guys are to disagree or to butt heads in certain ways but if they are not honest with themselves you guys will never truly work through anything which is not good you know no matter who I choose to be with from here on out they need to have a good relationship with honesty it doesn't necessarily have to 
to mean that that relationship is completely solid because we're not perfect people, right? But at least they have to be open to deepening their relationship with honesty as they're with me. But yes, now we are at the end of the video. I hope this helped some of you learn more and more about yourself and maybe even express what you go through. And if I was helpful in doing so and you find yourself relating a lot to my content, becoming a member is not only a great way to support me, but it's also a great way for you to get more of your needs met. Thank you guys for watching today's video. Much love, stay present. Bye guys.